Welcome to 15 Minutes on the Way, Season 7, The Prophets, the PH Prophets. If you're a first-time listener, you really owe it to yourself to start at the beginning. You can easily find Episode 1 of Season 1 at 15minutesontheway.com. Don't spell out the number. Otherwise, brace yourself for a conversation with God's voice telling His side of your story. More than any other episode in our journey together, today is truly part two of last week's story, when Elijah summoned the prophets of Baal and the entire nation of Israel and King Ahab to Mount Carmel for a showdown. If you didn't hear last week's episode, you really must go back and hear all that happened. Suffice it to say that I have won. Baal did not show up, but I did. I hope as you listened last week, you were listening between the lines like you're supposed to. I have been trying to get you into that habit if you hadn't noticed yet, friend. Sure, on the surface, the story sounds like it's got nothing to do with you and your swank 21st century life. Just track for a moment with Elijah at the start of the showdown, though, and let those words sink in a bit. Go back and listen to it again if you need a reminder. Because as soon as you hear him say it, you'll realize he's talking to you. The part where you've got one foot with me, and another with, well, surely not Baal, but someone or something else. That's all Baal ends up amounting to, really a thing, something people have made up, an idea and or statue someone has made, a thing. The fact that you're still listening to this tells me you've invested more than just time and intellectual interest in our relationship with you, whether you'll admit that to yourself yet or not. And that thrills me. Yes, really, but, you knew there had to be a but, but just as Elijah tells the people so at the start of our face-off, I want all of you or none of you, referring to you as a singular individual, not to you in plural as all of humanity. Your decision in whether to follow me will likely impact your offspring, but the fate of all humanity does not rest in the balance of your choice. This lack of precision in your pronouns is this language's greatest and most frustrating weakness. Here's the point. Either you're mine and nobody else's, or go ahead and just let them take exclusive care of you. I am jealous that way and want you all to myself. We are not talking about whether you're going steady with somebody in high school, pal. We are talking about the true allegiance of the depths of your heart for keeps forever. I know it's a theme we've touched on before because this is the constant struggle with our people then and now. And because the temptation is always there to give in to the gods of the world around you, it's of vital importance to return to these basic truths again and again. Your life was not given to you by those other gods. I gave it to you. Your happiness will not come from them either. 
You want purpose in life, past your own comfort and entertainment? You'll find it right here with us. What God are you giving half of your heart to, friend, letting it share the throne with me because you think it may have better connections here or there to take care of things that I won't? Oh, you've evolved past those poor rubes who actually thought there was a Ra or Dagon or Baal. Your gods are chic and streamlined, promising a life of meaning, plenty, and contentment. There may be no statues of the god Power, but there are thousands of skyscrapers across earth that trumpet its praises. No temples to the god Wealth, but stock and commodity exchanges that trade the stuff of people's lives as mere numbers and margins. No worship services dedicated to the goddess pleasure, but weekly drunken rituals of anonymous liaisons that rival Baal with Ashtoreth. That in which you place your trust, that is your Baal, friend. Remember, Baal simply translates as Lord. What has mastery over your heart? What is the Lord of your time, energy, focus, resources. We've mentioned the big three, wealth, power, and pleasure. There are many more. The approval of others. Do you spend more time trying to get liked on social media than you spend trying to make contact with us? Success. Though it keep you from time to time away from your family and or me in order to achieve it, Comfortable stability, which is, of course, a lie without me in the equation, for in all the world only I am stable. The list goes on and on. It's not that I don't want you to be happy or comfortable or successful or any of these things. They can't be your God, though. Only I can be your God. Make me your God and I will make sure you get not only what you're looking for, but in the way you truly need it. In fact, I will treat you better than the remedy you seek will, and spare you some of the things you want because I know how badly they'll destroy you if you get them. If you're in a drought right now, this is the perfect time for a heart check, friend. If you've been letting another god onto the throne of your heart, you may be experiencing a bit of truly friendly parental discipline to get you to wake up and smell the smoking remains of an altar to a false god you've erected in your heart. You know what you're trusting in instead of me. Call it what it is, and tell it you've only got room for one god and his name is Yahweh. Then send your idol away and ask me to keep it away. When you hear it knocking on your door again, holler out to me to take care of it for you, and I may even send you your very own Elijah to whoop it for you. For now, keep on spending time on the way in the owner's manual and in conversation with us. Let us know what you're thinking and going through as often as you can. If we haven't already, we'll likely soon send others who are on the way to cheer you on yours. Bottom line, spend less time with your idol, and you'll have more time to spend with us. Speaking of time, 
Here endeth the lesson for now, and it's time to look back at our narrative. Ahab's made it back to his palace in Samaria, and while the rain falls outside for the first time in three years, he describes to Jezebel the events of the day. Jezebel doesn't care that we have shown ourselves to be God over all that her precious Baal was supposed to be in charge of. She doesn't care that the rains have returned and saved the lives of the people. Her entire takeaway is anger that the prophets of Baal have been executed. She sends a message out to Elijah, who has scooted over to Jezreel just as the rains hit, telling him, May the gods do the same to me as you did to my prophets if you're not dead by this time tomorrow. Charming woman. And then Elijah, this champion who had so confidently taunted and heckled the prophets of Baal the day before, is afraid of this woman and runs for his life. He puts as much distance as he can between himself and Jezebel and heads south into the kingdom of Judah to its southernmost town of any note, Beersheba. He actually goes a day past it into the desert wilderness of the Negev. He finds the only tree for miles large enough to cast enough shade for him to fit in, a nice-sized broom tree, in fact. This episode with Elijah is contained in 1 Kings 19. Do an online search for a photo of a broom tree and imagine how welcoming all that shade looks in a desert. Then, finally, after running away pretty much as far as he possibly can, then Elijah finally talks to me. And is there any sign he's been paying attention to, well, everything? Does he say, Yahweh, I've seen you take care of me and the widow and her son for three steady years of just enough boot camp, and you were always there for us. I just saw you perform a stunning wonder yesterday on the mountaintop that blew the sandals off everyone there. I've seen your power over the whole planet by holding back rain and then sending it in answer to my prayer. This woman who's out to get me is but a gadfly in your eyes. Would you please be so kind as to handle this situation for me the way you've been doing with everything else? Nope. Nothing like that at all. Elijah seems to be suffering from short-term memory loss. Though he remembers Jezebel's threat upon his life, he forgets my claim upon it and all we have done in the meantime. While he does call on us for intervention, it is not the kind you'd expect. I've had it, Yahweh. Kill me now. I'm as weak and useless as every ancestor who's gone before me. He falls asleep in the shade of that broom tree, hoping he'll never wake up. We call this classic myopic burnout. A nearsighted burnout doesn't sound nearly as fancy. And if Elijah can suffer from it, anyone can. You're in danger of it too, so don't look down on the poor guy. He's hung in there, stepped up to the plate, and had the best day of his life yesterday, seeing and feeling my power like few who've ever lived. In his fatigue now, though, he's not seeing me any longer. 
and just looking at himself and his own strength and resources. Of course he doesn't have any of those. That's why we chose him. He's been so effective this whole time because he's been an empty vessel who's trusted completely in us to provide for and work through him. He's cranky and tired and hasn't eaten, so he's suffering from low blood sugar to boot. Before we take care of Elijah's pity party crisis, take a preventative lesson from him. Be on your guard against CMB, or that classic myopic burnout, because it can come close to destroying you if you're not careful. You may not be presiding over so spectacular a show of our power, but CMB usually strikes after a major event or effort on your part and our part. You will be physically and emotionally tired after all the work you put in for something like that. Plan for your fatigue and give yourself some space in which to rest, repair, renew, and recharge. Most importantly, make me a part of that process from the get-go. Remember, what feels like extra effort on the way does not entitle you to a break from me when the ramped-up episode finishes. That's what gets those preachers into trouble on Sunday nights, like we already talked about. The time following extra effort is the time to prayerfully wallow in the goodness of our partnership with you, have a cup of chamomile tea, and go to bed early. That sounds so good right now. Let's finish things for today. We'll have some more lessons for and from Elijah next time. In the meantime, continue to remember how faithful I have been to you in the past. No matter how hard things may feel right now, no matter how tired you may be, my steadfast love never ceases and will be new with the morning sun, even if it's behind a few clouds. Keep walking with me, friend, on the way. Thanks for listening. We hope this episode has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to support what we do, give us a review on iTunes or Facebook, then share this podcast with your friends. There's a link to the very first episode right under today's podcast on our website, 15minutesontheway.com. We hope today's podcast has reminded you that you, friend, are part of an epic story that is still unfolding today. So keep walking on the way. And until next time, be good to yourself.